It's the connection we've been waiting to see with Trevor and Travis, and you hope to see more of that. Um, so yeah, it's um, something we've been waiting for for a year. Welcome to Jaguars Reporters, presented by TIAA Bank, with Brian Sexton, John Osher, Ashlyn Sullivan, and J.P. Shadrick. Jaguars Reporters, presented by TIAA Bank, starts right now. Welcome into the Jaguars Reporters Podcast. Today is Monday, May 23rd. J.P. Shadrick, Ashlyn Sullivan, Brian Sexton, John Osier. Thank you for listening on Jaguars.com through the podcast tab on the homepage or the official Jaguars Podcast Network. That's on iHeartRadio, Apple, Spotify, or wherever you download your pods. We love that feedback, so leave us a comment and a five-star rating. OTA's underway. We've just come off the practice field. We've just come out of the Trevor Lawrence press conference. Doug Peterson talked before practice. John, we'll start with you today. What well, that was one hell of an OTA practice, JP. I was going to really ask you was. what stood out today. <laughs> and I joke. But it, it's uh, – I think if anything stood out, um, it looked to me like Christian Kirk and Trevor Lawrence had a little something, you know, that – that you saw a couple of plays downfield. That was nice. Trevor looked uh, in control. Uh, he looked like he knew what he was doing. Uh, beyond that, I, I can't watch offensive and defensive line very much because I don't know how to see that in 7-on-7. Seven seven. Or we can't see in 7-on-7, seven seven, but in 11-on-11. Eleven eleven. So I liked what I saw out of Trevor, and I'll defer to the group. I thought the defensive line got after, and I and I say that now with a grain of salt because Trevor was asked about that in his press conference, like, "Hey, the defensive line got after," you, and he kind of just chuckled, like, "Yeah, they didn't have pads on, so they somewhat did." But well, and he kind of inferred they were going a little harder than they were supposed to, yeah, which, yeah. which happens on the first day. It That's says right. they they'll, were they'll tone it back a little bit. Defensive line: Adam Gossis, Roy Robertson, Harris definitely um, brought some intensity. And there were a couple times where it would have been a sack, so I think. As a whole, you could say a, a good day for the defensive line. And, and I agree with the Christian Kirk comment. There were definitely some throws that you said, wow, and you knew that was coming. What do you think, Brian? I was bored. <laughs> I mean, I, it, it, it's so hard to know what you see. I mean, we can talk about Christian Kirk and Evan Ingram. Um, and, you know, People are going to break down the interception that um, Trevor Lawrence yeah, threw. I mean, it's, yeah. it's practice. This is the time to do that. I will say this. It was calm. It was very calm. You know, I mean, there wasn't a lot of jumping around and whistles blowing, and it was just kind of matter of fact. We're going through the work. This is what we do. Mm-hmm. Um, well, they're still working to get the PA fixed, so <laughs> I think that happens uh, during training. It was it was it, so. it was a typical <laughs> OTA practice in the sense that it was running against, you know, without full pads. It was it was um, it was there. You get an opportunity to take some things from the classroom over the last few yeah. weeks, bring them to the field for the first time, see if that sticks, go back, work on it the next day. The it's a day-to-day progress. The overriding theme for me is that, that Doug Peterson's been here and done that and is just not you know, putting more emphasis on it than he needs. That's not to say they don't want to get the work done. I mean, they're out there getting things done, and he's got a checklist. Um, but you know, the way that you get better is to evaluate the mistakes. And so not to overplay it, but – they're going to overplay that, you know, Trevor threw a pick today. Big deal. Doesn't matter. Travis Etienne Jr. was on the field today. Mm-hmm. Doug Peterson said this morning before practice, full go. They're going to monitor him. That was good to see, Ashwin, him running around, making catches, doing some things. That's a good thing. It was. And it's it's it was hard last year because you almost, it's sad to say, forgot about him because we hadn't seen him in so long. So to see him on the, the football field was awesome. You saw James Robinson off to the side in a sweatshirt, and you're waiting for him to get back on the field. But... It's the connection we've been waiting to see with Trevor and Travis, and you hope to see more of that. 
Um, so yeah, it's um, something we've been waiting for for a year. I will, I'll be interested to see how he does the next week, right? Yeah. I mean, for him, since we only see one a week, what's it going to be like tomorrow? Is he going to be able to go, right? Mm-hmm. Will the foot swell? Will he need to take time off? I mean, the question, and we won't know the answer to this, is how does he recover and get ready to go the next day? Because that's going to be the true test with an injury like that. But it, it, they didn't look like they were holding back. No. no I mean, they put him around. in every drill, you yeah. bet. Yet I didn't see any. I don't know that I know enough about the nuances of his game to know if he was cutting the same, if he looked as quick. But I didn't see anything that made me think, uh-oh. So I would think you're still, if you're them, he's completely, he's completely cleared, so he's going 100%. You still want to get him to training camp when with contact and with that sort of work it's still a step up but so far so good and that's all you can expect at this point i mean the news would be if he was still off to the side if there was something like mm-hmm. that so there's no bubble around him so mm-hmm. uh, so far so good and i think that's a uh you know we've talked about it it, it as schlin said it, it's almost a forgotten thing that this kid wasn't a third round pick it wasn't a fourth round pick he was a first-round pick who is supposed to be a high-impact, I don't know if it would be a 1,000-yard guy, but he's supposed to five or six games a year make a play where you go, whoa, and they didn't have that, and if they have it, it's a big deal. It would be nice, for sure. Uh, we've got plenty ahead. We'll take a timeout. We'll come back and get into Trevor Lawrence's comments after practice today. The Jags are future-focused and ready for a new look in 2022. Join us at the bank this season with an outstanding home schedule. And visit jaguars.com slash tickets or call 904-633-2000. More after this. Welcome back to the Jaguars Reporters Podcast. The Daily's Play schedule heating up. There were two big shows this weekend, Friday and Sunday. But coming up this Saturday, it's the Jacksonville Taco and Margarita Festival, June 4th. Sunday, June 5th, the Doobie Brothers with Michael McDonald. Monday, June 6th and Tuesday, June 7th, two nights of the Dave Matthews Band, the Black Crows, June 11th. Tickets and information at dailiesplace.com. Shalyn, which one of those are you Margarita Festival. All day. Wow. Shalyn will be there. Oh, I'll see John I don't know any of their songs, so I, I, I can't. I probably won't go see them. Uh, I am going to try to take my mother to the Doobie Brothers. That's, that's very That's our goal. Sweet. Very nice. With Michael McDonald. Bry? I don't have any plans to go yet. None of those? Yeah. None of those strike you yet. Okay. Not yet. Black Crows. Black Crows. Would be a good show. I'm going to plan on going to I that haven't one. planned on that yet, but I may try to see if I can get in that. And uh, I dig me to Black Crows. The way I understand it, they're playing the entire Shake Your Money Maker album. Oh, that'd be fantastic. Then. So yeah, you got that going for you. That's worth going. Which was the big one. All right. So uh, OTA number one is in the books. After practice today, a few guys spoke on the field, and then Trevor Lawrence spoke at the podium. And I think I asked him earlier, you know, how do you measure uh, improvement as the days go along? And yeah, it's more it's timing. The, you want to see if you complete the balls, but it's kind of little by little. I don't think they're looking at the reported, you know. 18 of 20 today, any of that. I feel, it felt to me, the way he answered that question, it's more of a, it just feels better day to day, John. What do you, you say? Well, I, I think it does. I think the thing that stood out was, he never really mentioned this last year because you don't, but he's, he talked more extensively than I've heard him talk about the difference in learning a pro offense last year compared to his college offense. And he talked about that being uh, difficult and he said that in a way where he was answering if it's easier this year. It certainly sounded from his comments 
like he feels like he's picking things up and getting it far earlier, far easier. I don't think that's insignificant. So that was really my main takeaway. Uh, it, it appeared on the field like he knew what he was doing, like he was operating quickly. Uh, so, again, that was my takeaway, Brian. Well, I mean, big picture, he just appeared to be in control, right? Uh, he just and, – and that's year two, uh, picking up where he left off last year. He just seemed to be the man, right, and, and had everything down pat. I mean, he doesn't, obviously, but he knew what needed to be done and how to get it done. And he may not have executed it perfectly, but it's pretty clear that he's improved and um, and this is his show. Yeah, we talked to Christian Kirk after practice, and he was asked, you know, is it sometimes overplayed? Because at times I think it is. The timing of a new receiver and how difficult it is, and he goes, and he laughed, he goes, with Trevor, it's not at all. Yeah. Like, he's Trevor Lawrence. Of course the timing is perfect, and it's OTA number one. Yeah, he just looks, I don't know how to describe it, he just looks like he belongs in that role, like like he just kept going from last year. Yeah, this isn't a, 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 a Trevor comment, but I was – among a couple people who uh, talked to Josh Allen after practice. He's always interesting, but he was particularly interesting today. He just got back last week. He had been training out in Arizona with uh, – Calais. No. Uh, <laughs> uh, and I'm drawing a blank. I will write it this week. Look Von for Miller. it on jaguars.com, not Von Miller, a former Cardinal who I know, and I, 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 I can't think of his name, but look for it on jaguars.com. But <laughs> his, uh, his point was – he really felt like for himself personally, after what happened last year, uh, that he needed to sort of a football rebirth, if you will. So he will be a storyline this year because of his contract. He knows he needs a big year. Um, he will be a big story. It was interesting, the thoughts he had about how much he needed to get away. He feels like his body's much different. He's going to be moving better than he has before. Uh, reborn in Arizona will probably be the headline on that, JP. Yeah. You look forward to reading that story. Chandler Jones? Not, uh, not Chandler Jones. Oh, Jones. man. Yeah, well, We're uh, like over. My <laughs> overwhelming uh, takeaway from practice today was a lot of the guys that I'd forgotten about. You know, I mean, uh, right. Malcolm Brown, you know, he's yeah. out there working. Like, oh, okay. Jay Tufele. We talk about all the additions to the defensive side, but, you know, these are guys who people haven't been talking about. Um, Dan Arnold is back out there. So all the focus is on Evan Engram, who, by the way, is a big receiver. He's not a tight end. Uh, but you've got him and you've got Dan Arnold running around now. So there's a lot of different pieces that people, just they kind of slid through the gaps because people were focused on the high-dollar free agents in the draft class. But there are guys who are now back for a second year or third who have the ability to contribute and make this team better. And it, I'll give you one right off the deck. Raquel Armstead, right? You're talking right. about bodies yeah. at running back, forgot that they had signed him. That's right. And and you're talking about a big body now and a guy who showed flashes before he had the COVID issues and was gone from here. So now when you start talking about, well, when does you know, when do you get um Robinson back? Maybe you got him until Robinson's really ready to go and you don't have to force it. Excellent point because you, you you see names on paper and forget about them for a while. I haven't seen them. They're hurt. Yeah. Whatever. All of a sudden, everybody's back on the field now, and you get to see them. John, do you have an answer? I don't, but uh, <laughs> but I will say that a couple of, Ingram uh, stood out a little bit to me today, as did Zay Jones. So uh, just a couple of guys who uh, flashed, as they like to say. He's fast, Zay Jones, which is I always they're not with pads on, but he was piecing the defenders by him. Uh, Evan Ingram. I think he's going to be Alshon Jeffrey in this offense. If you go back to 2017 when the Eagles were really good, they had Alshon Jeffrey, who was 6'3", 
I like 215, so he's not quite as heavy as Ingram. But he was the guy, and Doug talks about it in his book. He was the difference maker. He was the matchup problem. And it looks like Evan Ingram's going to fill that role. All right, the upcoming schedule, two more OTA practices this week. Three of them next week. We'll be able to watch Tuesday. That's the first one next week. And then four on the schedule, the final week. We'll be at the first one that week on Monday as well. Historically, the 10th or a final OTA practice is light or a team building day or bowling or something, but a day off a lot of times as well. We'll see on that one. Then there's veteran minicamp for the three days the following week. So we'll have all the coverage on Jaguars.com. Full practice recap from John Osher coming up today. And probably do reporters after each one, right? I'll uh, probably do this very similar because we'll be on the field and then we'll come in and do that. Sounds like a plan to me. Producer John. All right. Well, that makes sense. I think we'll be on the same channel, different time next week. So on (laughs) Tuesday next week, after the OTA number four, we'll have another one for you. Thank you for listening on Jaguars.com. Through the podcast tab on the homepage or the official Jaguars podcast network, it's on iHeartRadio, Apple, Spotify, or wherever else you download podcasts. A lot of places. We love feedback, of course. Leave us a comment and a five-star rating. For Ashton Sullivan, John Osher, Brian Sexton, and Joe Fortunato, I'm J.P. Shadrick. We'll catch you next time on Jaguars Reporters.